0: Guys, Skies being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network and I am your solo host here on the podcast today. Kyle Krabs is, well, still honeymooning and we're still here talking football. And today I want to take this show and I want to reflect back on the first mock draft that I wrote for the 2019 NFL Draft. And See how I did. This should be a fun show as I reflect back on that. I do want to remind you that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Today's show is also brought to you by Grip6 Belts, which are ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Grip6 has a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock, the number six, and there's an E on the end of lock. Also, finally, you can get Draft Dudes on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and tell your smart device to play podcast Draft Dudes. All right, so... I've got my mock draft that I wrote, the first one that I wrote for the 2019 NFL draft. I wrote this thing on August 27th, 2018. And one thing I'm not is a liar. And so you can choose to believe me or not, but I promise you I'm telling you the truth. I have no idea what I wrote in this. As I record this podcast, I am going to reflect on those picks in real time without having ever went back and looked at this mock draft. So I have no idea what I'm going to get into here. That should make this all the more fun. And these, uh, this order was determined by the Vegas Super Bowl odds. So uh, keep that in mind as we work through this. Again, August 27, 2018, the first mock that I wrote for the 2019 NFL draft. Let's talk about what I did. All right, I'm scrolling, looking at one pick at a time. The first pick, Arizona Cardinals. That worked out. Nick Bosa. I don't think that's bad, right? Like, how could you possibly expect in in August that Kyler Murray was even going to be available in the draft? He was playing baseball. He was committed to that. Nick Bosa went number two overall. I think this was a, a good mock pick in retrospect. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Ed Oliver. All right, so look we'll, right there. I know that the Bills got him at number, uh, number nine, but uh, a, a pair. We got one match... Already here, that one made a lot of sense. He kind of figured Kyle Williams was going to be winding down with his career. The Bills having a big need at defensive tackle. A lot of people gave me some pushback. If I recall correctly, Bills fans were mad at me for mocking a defensive player to the Bills in the first round where there was all this talk You know, at that point that the Bills just don't have the supporting cast for Josh Allen. And somehow that meant that they had to use their first pick in 2019 on an offensive player when we're having discussions in August without even keeping in mind free agency. So uh, we'll we'll chalk one up for me on that one. Number three, I have the Chicago Bears. Wow. Uh, They certainly outperformed what they were supposed to do. Um, They were slated to pick number three based on reverse Super Bowl odds. I had them picking Cleveland Farrell, the edge rusher from Clemson. You're surprised that he went number four to the Raiders? Look at this. I had him going number three. So it's funny how sometimes things change, but they really don't. Right, like, was maybe we overthought Cleveland Farrell, and that the league maybe always thought of him as a top five guy. Um, I'm happy so far. This this is actually looking pretty good for me. All right, here we go. This now we kind of fall off the rails a little. Number four, the Miami Dolphins. Drew Lock was the pick quarterback from Missouri. Drew Lock wind up going in the second round of the Denver Broncos. Miami still did make a move to get a quarterback in Josh Rosen. So I had that piece of it somewhat correct. But obviously a little bit overvaluing the way the league would think about Drew Locke. And then, of course, the Dolphins had the chance to pick him in the middle of the first round. and They opted for Christian Wilkins. So, um, look, accuracy in August, come on. All right, number five, the New York Jets. Not bad. They wind up picking number three. So the Super Bowl odds kind of had that one pretty close. I had them picking Jonah Williams, offensive tackle from Alabama, who, as we know, went number 11 overall to the Bengals. Don't hate this at all. Uh, I still think if you, you think about it, the the Jets had a big had and probably still have a big needed offensive tackle. Williams would have made a lot of sense. He went somewhat in the relative range, so I don't think there's anything to be mad about there. Number six overall, Cincinnati Bengals. I had them picking Raquan Davis, the defensive tackle from Alabama. Well, as it would turn out, Raquan Davis stayed in school and he went back to Alabama. Um, So I'll be anxious to kind of get eyes on his tape again this summer and see if that winds up being a good choice for him because I thought he had some DeForest Buckner in him. So he'll be a player that I'm guessing we'll start mocking here in the first round for the 2020 draft. Number seven. Whoa, look at this. Number seven. I had the Cleveland Browns picking Greedy Williams. And I know that's somewhat of a not a great thing to celebrate because the the Browns did pick Greedy Williams. In the second round, not at number seven overall. But I I, I like that I was able to identify that match. So I'm going to puff my chest a little bit there. I don't hate that. Ooh, <laughs> the, the wheels come off here at number eight. I'm feeling good after matching Greedy Williams to the Browns. At number eight, I have the Washington Redskins selecting uh, Chris Boyd, cornerback from Texas. I'll be honest. I really liked the, the peaks of Chris Boyd's film when i studied him in the summer going into the 2018 season he just didn't get any better right like he's continued to have lapses in coverage you get burnt a lot and that pushed him you know obviously what he get picked like day 3 somewhere so uh, that was a little bit of a that was a little bit of an overcalculation on the growth that i thought chris boyd can show as a senior uh, number 9 uh, this isn't bad number 9 i have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, selecting Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle from Mississippi State. You have to think if Simmons doesn't tear his ACL that there's a pretty good chance he winds up going in the top ten. I thought he was was a freaking special football player. Um, So we don't know if the Buccaneers would have considered him, but they still went defense heavy, and um, you know I think that Simmons was appropriately valued there at number nine in terms of an August mock and not knowing that he was going to tear his ACL. At number 10, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Rayshon Gary, defensive lineman from Michigan. They wound up trading out of the first round, and I think their top pick was Rocky Sin, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, The right range for Gary, though, he winds up going number 12 to Green Bay. So I'm happy. I think that was a pretty good job of slotting the player uh, at the time. Ooh, I got another match. Number 11, Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf. I know this is one of those Brown situations where he didn't go until the second round, but I got the player-team match. Don't hate it. I think that Seattle should have taken him at number 11. You guys know what I thought about D.K. Metcalf. Uh, obviously, I love that fit, and he's got a big chance with Doug Baldwin. No longer in the mix there in Seattle. D.K. Metcalf has a chance to be like a number one receiver right away, and you know that I think he has that type of ability. Let's get to number 12 here. Have the Detroit Lions selecting at number 12, Montez Sweat edge rusher mississippi state and um you know he winds up going somewhere in the 20s right to to washington um i don't think this is bad you know i mean i know that detroit wind up going with a tight end and tj Hawkinson in the top 10 but uh they wind up you know making the big uh free agency pick up a trey flowers and so maybe if that doesn't happen edge rusher could be in play for for detroit so um i think that one is not too bad tennessee titans at number 13 picking brian burns who wound up going what number 16 or 15 to carolina so the right range for brian burns who uh, everybody wanted to talk about his weight uh, on and on but uh, it turns out that uh he still valued as a mid first round pick by the nfl so uh, i think this was the right range to be mocking brian burns so i think that's uh, i'll take that as a w uh number 14. Okay, this is not too good. Uh the Oakland Raiders, I have them picking Mac Wilson, linebacker from Alabama. Um he winds up going what like the 5th round to Cleveland. So <laughs> I missed on that one. Had him going in the top 15. I really thought Mac Wilson would have a more consistent uh season. You know, he he really flashed in 2017. I thought he would really kind of be that next dude at linebacker for for uh for Alabama. And I thought in a lot of ways he did he did have a pretty good season, but the NFL uh, took him in the fifth round so I'll have to take the L on that one. Oh boy here comes another L uh, Carolina Panthers number 15 overall uh, David Edwards offensive tackle from Wisconsin who he went somewhere on day three not anywhere near the first round let alone the top 15 still had the need there you know with the Panthers kind of trading up and going and getting Greg Little so I'm not too disappointed kind of identifying that need and, and that from that angle but David Edwards certainly not a player that got any better. I think you know that's the thing with him. Like he just was the same player. I thought with as a converted tight end with good power that he would take growth as a pass blocker, especially coming from that Wisconsin pedigree. Just didn't happen. So I missed on that one. Here's another miss, uh, Baltimore Ravens picking Rodney Anderson, running back from Oklahoma. I think that comes down to injury, though, right? Like if, if Rodney Anderson has the same season he has in 2017 and 2018, is it that crazy to think that Rodney Anderson's a player in contention to be a first-round pick? Uh, obviously what we know now with his third season-ending injury in like four years, he was never going to be taken that high. But from a talent perspective, I think he's a really good football player. But the injuries push him to wind up being, I think, a day three pick. Uh, Okay Uh, Number 17 I have the Denver Broncos Selecting LaVonta Taylor Cornerback from Florida State Who just had a dreadful season Last year um, he's actually flipping over to safety this year, which is interesting to me because he's kind of undersized, so I didn't necessarily think that safety would be the best spot for him, uh, but he dealt with a ton of injuries last year, certainly didn't play up to you know what a lot of people thought he could be based on his 2017 tape, and he wound up saying in school, so we don't know where Levante Taylor would have got drafted, but I can promise you, nowhere near number 17 overall. Uh, We have number 18 coming up here, but before we talk about that, remember to get this show every day by subscribing to Draft Dudes on the new Himalaya Podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Draft Dudes. All right, let's move on here. We've got number 18, Kansas City Chiefs, and I have them picking Deontay Thompson, the safety from Alabama, who uh, did not go in the first round. I think he went somewhere on day two. I could be mistaken. Off the top of my head, as I reflect on this, as I told you, I didn't do any prep. Um, And that seems like I had him valued a little bit too high. Um, I think maybe if he would have tested, that would have maybe answered some questions about his athletic ability. But Deontay Thompson, he really started off the season so good. And then he, he really kind of tapered off towards the end. And I think that affected his draft stock. One thing that I learned this year uh, probably more than ever in kind of looking at some players that I didn't necessarily have in the right range based on where the NFL drafted them is the NFL doesn't forget about bad tape. So when you start to see like real struggles, the NFL takes note and it, and it really does affect their draft stock. Uh, number 19 the Dallas Cowboys obviously they traded their first round pick but I had them going Noah Fant tight end from Iowa uh, don't hate it I had a player here that went in the first round went number 20 overall to Denver I think Dallas had a clear need at the time at tight end and, and so it, it made sense for this to happen um, and so I think I had the right range there for Noah Fant so I'm, I'm happy about that one uh, number 20 New York Giants I had them selecting Justin Herbert the quarterback from Oregon um, look, I mean, he went back in school, and honestly, if Justin Herbert would have came out, he would have been a top ten pick. So, I don't think I did a good job here of of thinking about the skill set that Justin Herbert had, has, and where the NFL would have valued that. So, I think, you know, obviously, pegging a quarterback to the Giants isn't a hard thing to do, but um, not considering that Justin Herberts would have been, you know, much higher pick is something that I have some regrets as I look at this mock draft. Uh, number 21, I have the Houston Texans selecting an offensive tackle. Trey Adams offensive tackle Washington. Obviously he had some some big injury issues this past year. He stayed in school. Probably you know, I don't think the range you know was was all that bad based on what Trey Adams showed in 2017. Obviously the Texans wind up drafting uh, Titus Howard an offensive tackle right in this range. So um, you know, they couldn't have predicted the injury, obviously and that Trey Adams would stay in school, but I don't I don't think that was too off uh number 22 i have the san francisco 49ers selecting and keel harry wide receiver from arizona state he winds up going what like 31 32 to the patriots and um you know certainly i think the the appropriate range uh for him so i think you know the 49ers wind up taking debo samuel early in the second round they had the number two pick wind up getting nick bosa so i think kind of matching up need um and, and having the player in the right range i think i did a good job there the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, number twenty-three, have them picking Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson, who wound up going thirteen to the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers at this uh, at the, wherever they picked in the first round, somewhere in this range, like twenty-five. They took Jerry Tillery, so I had the the right need uh, to the team and certainly a player that uh, in the right range, within ten spots of where they were drafted in the first round. If you know it, so I, I think that was that was a good job by me there. Ooh, here's a bad one. Uh, Number 24, Jacksonville Jaguars, Brian Lewerke, quarterback from Michigan State. There was some good tape for Lewerke, you know, like on his 2017 stuff, just an example of a player that didn't get better, and he stayed in school, and he needs to kind of bounce back and grow and and prove himself if he's going to be even considered a a first-round talent, which at this point I don't see just based on observing Lewerke last year but you know obviously the need for Jacksonville was was obvious at quarterback I took a chance uh threw a dart there at a a potential quarterback that could potentially be a first round pick and swung and miss oh boy here's another one uh number 25 Green Bay Packers have them picking Kelvin Harmon wide receiver from NC State winds up going to what the sixth round of the Redskins like I still can't figure that out Kelvin Harmon doesn't have bad tape. No, he didn't test it great, but that his game wasn't necessarily predicated on great athleticism. He's a power forward type receiver that actually separates pretty good and runs good routes and has great ball skills. So I'm still perplexed as to how he fell to the sixth round. Um, obviously, I grossly overvalued him and being predictive in terms of where the NFL would value him. And so I guess I got to take the L, but I'm still confused on that one. Uh, Number 26 overall, have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle from Clemson, who winds up going, what, 17 to the Giants. So somewhat the right range there. A player that got drafted in the first round, projecting him to be a first-round pick in August is not something I think is a a bad job by me at all. Um, Atlanta wind up going right heavy on that that offensive line, two first-round picks, Chris Lindstrom, then trading back up and getting Caleb McGarry. So they went hard on that offensive line, and I still think they have questions at defensive tackle and so um you know we'll see how that all unfolds but i don't think that was too off course uh green bay packers number 27 overall have them picking dalton reisner offensive lineman from kansas state who went uh in the second round um don't hate this one had had a, somewhat the right range obviously he wasn't a first round pick but um you know i think that the packers you know they made an investment in billy turner uh on the offensive line so um with the knowledge i had at the time i don't think this one's too bad especially projecting the late first round in august oh here's not this one's not bad Uh, number 28 overall pittsburgh steelers have them picking devin white linebacker from lsu obviously white really had a great season uh tested out of his mind at the combine winds up being a top five pick by the tampa bay buccaneers and um had the right position. Obviously, Pittsburgh's moves from 20 to 10 and gets uh, Devin Bush. So uh, good job by me identifying the need. But uh, Devin White certainly wound up going quite a bit higher than where I projected him here. Number 29, I uh, have the Minnesota Vikings. They're drafting Greg Little, offensive tackle from Ole Miss, who wound up going what like in the 30s, uh, mid-30s to Carolina. So um in minnesota went with garrett bradbury so the offensive line piece of that's similar but i know garrett bradbury winds up being a center not an offensive tackle and greg little goes in the second round but um don't don't hate what i did there at all i think that was uh, somewhat the right range for greg little in terms of where he ultimately got drafted uh number 30 uh philadelphia eagles yadney kajus offensive tackle from west virginia injuries pushed him down a bit he goes what day two to the the patriots um if the Eagles do go offensive tackle in Andre Dillard, so um, I, I and I'm reading the analysis kind of here, skimming through. as I talked about getting that successor for Jason Peters, which the Eagles did. Um, certainly, um, I think the injuries played into Kajou sliding a bit, um, but yeah, I, I still think this was a little bit off just because he didn't go, you know, near the end of the first round. Los Angeles Chargers, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles Rams at number thirty-one have them picking Anthony Jennings, the edge rusher from Alabama. Jennings stayed in school, so um, that was a, a bit of a miss there. And obviously, the Rams traded back, so um, you know we don't know what they would have done at thirty-one. But Jennings staying in school, not necessarily having a great year, um, we're not going to take the W on that. But I don't think it's too off base. And the last one, number 32, the New England Patriots had them picking Debo Samuel, wide receiver from South Carolina, who went in the very early second round of the 49ers. So the right range for Debo Samuel, obviously the right position because the Patriots took and kill Harry in the actual draft. So um, I, I think that's a W. I think that was a good uh, forecasting job by me there with the Patriots at number 32, picking Debo Samuel. So to reflect back on what happened here Uh, The 32 picks, I had three matches, uh, Ed Oliver to the Bills, Greedy Williams to the Browns, and Seattle picking D.K. Metcalf. I know that two of those were second-round picks, but uh, I'm giving myself credit for three matches. I had 13 players drafted in the first round that were actually drafted in the first round. So I think that was a decent job. Six of the players I mocked stayed in school um, and then the rest were not drafted in the first round at all, but had some that were in the right range, you know, with the Debo Samuel pick, with the um, the uh, Greg Little pick. I don't think I did too bad on those. So hope you enjoyed this. This was fun for me to kind of work through and uh, react in real time to you. My impressions of my own first mock draft. This will tell you how much attention you should pay to the mock draft that I put out the first one for the 2020 draft, which will probably happen somewhere in August. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and tell your smart device to play Podcast Draft Dudes. You can follow me on Twitter, at Marino, and we'll talk with you again tomorrow.